What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to What Girl and her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Thursday. Welcome back, everybody. Yay. Hi, welcome. If you're new, welcome, welcome to the craziness. To, welcome to a girl and her mother-in-law. We post episodes twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, and we hope you stick around and join. Yeah. Um, and we always start our episodes with our gratefuls. So, Geraldine, what are you grateful for? Don't laugh, guys, but I am grateful for leftovers. That is a great grateful. So no grateful. No pun intended. I had yesterday when I had come home. By the way, I did not get my root canal. Whole other story. <gasps> oh, no. You still um, But I was a little hungry, so I had some leftover rice that your mom had made. Just uh-huh. heated up a little bit of that. Uh-huh. And then for dinner, a couple of nights ago, I had made like shredded beef in the Instapot. So I just, and we had it with rice that night. And then mm. the leftovers last night went on quesadillas. Mm. So it's so nice that it was already there. I didn't have to think. Of, I, I opened my fridge and I'm like, I know what's dinner, for dinner tonight. You know, and we were talking about how nice yesterday your grateful was um, HelloFresh yes. because it was planned out. You didn't think about it. It's like yeah. it's there. Yeah. So the fact that that worked out the same way last night for me was like, you know, like, yeah. I just feel like it's great when you don't got to stress or think of and put too much effort into dinner. So leftovers it was. And Amani, which is strange, he doesn't like shredded chicken, my son. He said it reminds him of cat food. He said not the taste. I've heard this from him. But the look of it reminds him of cat food. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so Just weird. toss it with a sauce. He'll be fine. Well, I said, you know, maybe when I dunk done cooking it i'll just take out one whole piece for him yeah and then shred ours you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's not the taste that he doesn't like it's the look of it and i'm like whatever dude it's funny because i've heard him talk about this before <laughs> i'm like whatever dude okay yeah. um but uh what Oh, so then Imani had the leftover ribs from the barbecue. So it winded uh, up working yeah. out because everybody had dinner last night and it was mm-hmm. everybody, it was leftovers, so it was great. Yeah, and the best is when you're like, what the fuck are we going to eat? And then you open the fridge and you're like, oh, That's hallelujah, a, bitch. Yes, it sank to me. It was like, oh. Yeah, like it opened, I opened it and I'm like, oh gosh, thank you. Yeah, no, I Thanks. feel that. I feel the same way. It's so like, it's just, you don't have to do anything. Yes. It's amazing. We Actually, Zane ended up making the hell fresh yesterday because I didn't have time to. But we get the four person. We both ate <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so I wanted to have leftovers today. It just didn't happen. Didn't it? Didn't work okay. out that way. That's okay. Yeah, I like that left that leftover grateful. Have so, you ever watched the show? Oh, what? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it must have been good. Oh yeah, it was yeah. delish. Okay. Oh my god, I did. I ended up doing two Zumba classes back to back because, long story short, two of my friends do classes five forty five seven o'clock, and I can't choose. It's just impossible. How do you choose? I can't. It's like, oh, you could do every other week. But then it like comes that day and I feel bad not going to one of them. So I end up doing both, which is fun. But anyways, after doing all of that, I came home, took a nice shower, and I was like, oh, I laid in bed and ate it and watched The Bachelorette. It was a vibe. Nice. Yeah. There's nothing like food and TV. Like the combo of eating and watching entertainment is mm-hmm. one of my favorite pleasures in life. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I was going to ask if you've ever watched the show. 
I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's something to do with like it's a cooking show. I think I've told you about it. We watched it when and we they went. used the leftovers. Yeah, when we went to yes the cabin. You're correct. Was, that is where we actually yeah found it, and it was fun. Yeah, I haven't watched it since, but mm-hmm. it was fun. I liked that. I yeah. enjoyed that show. Yeah, I love figuring out what to do with like leftovers, or like even if you just like don't have that much in the fridge. It's one of my favorite things to so, like figure out what to do with it. <laughs> What? It's like that uh the Hellman's Mayonnaise commercial. The Mayo commercial. Zane, there's this new commercial and Zane hates it. He's like, I don't understand this commercial. It's like the song is what? What do you do when you have nothing? Yeah. Or like make something out of nothing? Yeah. And they like are promoting mayonnaise and they take the mayo out of the fridge. And Zane's like, if you just have mayo, like you can't do anything with mayo. And they're putting it on these like nice ass like meals. It's like, yeah, but it's not just mayo. It's that nice-ass meal that you're adding mayo to. It's a really (laughs) silly commercial. And the fact that it was coming up every single break was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's really funny. I mean, a little mayo. Oh, fuck me up. I love mayo. Goes good with everything, right? Sauce. I'm grateful for sauce. Um, Okay, well, my grateful is rainy days. Nice. We've just been having some rainy days. Oh my god, I was dying yesterday, you guys, after we recorded, because <laughs> me and Jai were going, yeah, we needed this. It's just, you know what, we needed we this needed rain. We needed the rain. It's <laughs> like hay. It's dry. It's like straw out there. And then I saw like a reel on Instagram of these guys like doing a skit, and it was like Long Island dads today. It was like them standing outside, like, yeah, we needed this. We really needed this today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying. The rain. Like, we did we really that. needed it. <laughs> it's so like funny. us. What? It was like us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was like, this was us on the podcast today, unintentionally, but it's funny. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for the rainy days. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like when it's like a nice day, I feel almost like I'm like forced to have to like do something productive or like get outside because I don't want to waste the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a rainy day is like, okay, I don't have to do anything. You know? Yeah. Like I can stay inside and I don't feel guilty about like the other day I said I didn't even step outside. You know? Right, right. I get it. And it's relaxing, obviously. Yeah. Once in a while. I know. Literally, ever told me today, he's like, just do nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I just can't do nothing. I know. Me neither. Um, but I actually you have- stay inside. I'm going to try to. I mean, I took a lead to school and I'll pick her up, but yeah. I think the rest of the day I'm going to try to stay inside today because yeah. I have this new thing going on and I'm not really going to get into it, but I'm having a new numbness sensation, oh, which- no. I cried about this morning because it's scary because- who knows what's going on? So, uh, uh-huh. did you check your app? Yeah, okay. and it's working just fine. Okay, you know I got the warning: do not let Apple update because then it'll like throw my shit out of order. But right. um, it's a whole it's a whole different side of my leg, which is related to a different nerve. So I don't know if there's something else going on. I don't know if it's something go get weird. It and don't let it go too long. Exactly. Because ever then said, which I was, I was, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like it started last night when I was cooking, uh-huh. what, making my quesadillas, and I, I originally thought Mimi came up behind me, like between my legs, kind of thing. Like it felt like sort of pressure on uh-huh. my sort of like inner thigh, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I like bent down, nobody is near me. And I'm like, that's weird. And then it kept happening, and I'm like, hmm. Mm. I'm like, right, I did a lot yesterday. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe that's why. Yeah. Woke up this morning, walked down the hallway, and it's starting again. Ugh. And then Ever says, you know, you've been asking me to low, rub your lower right back. And I'm like, oh, God, Jerry, please. Oh, no. don't even. 
Definitely. Yeah, so get on that phone and make an appointment, girl. Exactly. So that's what I'm going to do after I finish with us tonight. Today, I'm going to go upstairs. I have to call because my approval didn't come in for my root canal in time. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Fuck. So he just did a cleaning, which okay. doesn't do anything on my like eight teeth that I actually have in my mouth. It's like, why bother? Hey, but you um, got a tooth cleaning him before I can. A tooth. A I tooth. had eight, eight tooth cleaning. A tooth cleaning. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But um, yesterday before I went, listen, I'm thinking I'm getting a root canal, right? So I go in there with the water pick. I'm pulling out the temporary filling I have. Oh, shit. Really washing it out good. Not that they're not going to do it, but I'm like, let's yeah. just make sure I don't have like a poppy seed from a bagel. <laughs> something in there right <laughs> so i do a really good cleaning to go there and find out the it's not covered i mean it wasn't it just wasn't yet. like yeah so now i'm gonna have to just be careful with what i eat and then yeah. just make sure because is I, it gonna start being painful now that you took out the filling yeah probably fuck i mean i have more well, Ali could always long. yeah Ali could always pack it back oh, okay. in but um but it probably won't take long for them to get a new appointment yeah I, I did get a call last night as we were watching tv but okay. it was, I couldn't get to my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, about the insurance, it was the insurance company, so I'm yeah. sure it's what it's about. So okay. I'm just going to cross my fingers, yeah. you know. But I just told Ever, I'm like, oh, Damn it. it should just be easy. Yeah. Like, just go. I made the Why appointment go. Why would they have you go without it being approved? Why wouldn't they? Because they thought it would have been. And he had the backup plan if it didn't. He was going to just do my teeth uh, cleaning okay. anyway. But. Like next week, he's planning on doing it, and if not, yep. then he'll do the impression for hopefully my temporary that gets approved. So I'm that's like, okay. exciting. Yeah. I know it's something that you've always wanted to. Well, I want fucking dentures. I don't want I a partial, know. but they won't yeah. do it. You ask again, mm-hmm. and I asked him too. I'm like, I don't understand why, and he said it's sort of their thing where I guess unless I went to a cosmetic dentist and said pull them all out here's cash make me have a beautiful smile doctors have certain protocol they have to like their oath I guess is to try to save the tooth right so they're all against it I guess but I know but also you're like I'm the patient I'm the one that's paying these bills you know like help a girl out you know but I get it yeah and that's so true because you're going to a doctor, not like a cosmetic. Right. If you went to like somebody that's doing it cosmetically, it's then like, they like, have oh, to yeah, listen we'll to pull the customer. them all out and they'll mm-hmm. put fake ones in my mouth. Yeah. But it's like, you're the hell's in got... for a service. What right. you want, you pay for, you get it. Right. A doctor is like, they got to do, you know, right. what they got to do. They have like an, uh, a moral obligation right. to like try to do the best. Yeah. But you you're know? saying it's not even going to give you back teeth? No. Or it will? They don't think it'll give me. He, he thinks my bottom is going to. Not be approved. Okay. But my top, he thinks he can get approved for me. He said okay. he's going to fight, so we'll yeah. see. But Maybe it, we're both. I mean, at least then I'll be able to smile, I feel, yeah. but I won't be able to chew because if I don't have bottom teeth, I'm, I'm... still going to be chewing with my bunny teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever it is, it is. At least, yeah, like uh, visually you'll feel better. Yeah. And yeah. then you can do the bottom sometime else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Or I'll win the lotto, have them all pulled there out. There you go. And have either implants or dentures or whatever just put in. Right. So we can right. just have a pretty smile. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way. Like, I've been trying to... I went to, like, not that many. Maybe, like, two orthodontists because I have a permanent bottom retainer. Mm-hmm. And I want it on the top so I don't have to wear my retainer at night. And they won't do it. Really? But, like, same thing. Yeah, they're like, no, we just won't. We don't do that. Forget the the reasoning that they said. I think they said it would make them like weak or something. I don't. You can't have both. I don't know. 
but I've I've looked it up. Like it's a thing. People do get a permanent retainer on the top too. But I yeah. like I don't yeah. I'm like just give it to me. Like I want it. You know. Wow. I need to look more into it. But I went to like two orthodontists and they wouldn't do it. That's I remember. Wow. Yeah. Because it's so it's game changing. Like the fact that I only have to wear a top one right now is so nice. Like Zane when he wears his retainer to sleep, he has to wear bottom and top. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. So interesting. I know, right? Teeth are interesting. It's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening to our gratefuls. We're gonna hop into some emails. I feel like it's been a little bit since we've done some nice advice. For the whole episode, so we're just going to hop right into it. Wow. What? This first one, the title. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Wedding in 10 months? Should we break up? Ouch. Mm. I don't want to. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. Hi, Alyssa and Jerry. I'm a long-time vlog watcher and podcast listeners. Years ago, I was searching up on YouTube how to introduce your kitten to your cat at home and came across Alyssa's YouTube video when she brought Benji home. Needless to say, she's the reason why my now fiancé and I brought our second kitten a few years ago. So I will forever be thankful for you and your vlogs. I've attached a photo of both of my fur babies. Okay, let's get into it. My now fiancé and I have been together for over three years. He actually moved 2,000 miles away from his home to be with me after we were long distance for a few months at the start of our relationship. That being said, there has been some, been some trouble in paradise. Lately, we've been getting into some pretty nasty arguments. I'm talking breaking up with each other over arguments. It starts with something small and everything seems to blow out of proportion and we start saying things that we don't mean. I literally feel like I cannot catch a break. This is supposed to be an exciting time for us. We're getting married in 10 months, and I'm not even excited at this point. The problem is, is that we just butt heads way too much when we argue. When we don't argue, he treats me like a queen, though, constantly buying me flowers and being the man that I need. I guess I'm reaching out to get the out, some outside advice because I'm sure I'm not sure entirely where to go from here. Should we break up? Should we try to work things out? Please help. I love you both and wish you the best. Well, first of all, your cat's really cute and your gray one kind of reminds me of Bailey. And you guys are adorable. Aww. Um, Have you tried therapy? Couples therapy. Sounds like you both are maybe the same mindset and like stubbornness in a way. So you're just like hitting like this wall when you try to communicate with each other and it sounds like you need a mediator in your conversations to try to, uh, you know, help you guys see a different perspective and maybe open your eyes a little bit to what each other is trying to say and learn just more communication skills rather than just arguing, saying mean things. And yeah, I think, I think a mediator would really help you guys. Mm -hmm. If um, you've tried therapy, then what? Well, I was gonna say, um, first of all, delay the wedding. Oof. It's a lot easier to walk away from a relationship than For it real. is to get go through a divorce proceeding. You know, like it's just well, it is if ten months away. But if you're feeling that way, yeah, 
You know, I mean, you're only, it's not even in like you're 10 years into this relationship. You're three years into this relationship. Your wedding is 10 minutes away, uh, 10 months away. Um, I would think that you'd be tickle pink at this point and be like super uber excited and you're not. And not that I think because you said that all of your major blow up arguments always start with something small. You and him need to learn better communication skills because you guys seem to be arguing over really like little things. Um, And whether it's that you're both the same kind of like-minded, stubborn kind of person, whether it's his ego, whether it's your ego, um, a little bit of both. But to say such harsh, hurtful we're going to break up kind of like words over something that started so simple. It's kind of a big deal. You know, it's a big deal in respect. Like you don't even like you're wondering if you should not get married. So to me, that's like a, either it's a bigger deal than you think it is, or um, maybe you're not truly happy. You know, like he's your, he treats you like a queen. Otherwise he's your guy otherwise, but maybe there's way too many of these little is, you know? And I, I mean, my biggest thing is if it's always over a little argument, chances are it's just a lack of communication or or better communication, a respectful way to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Let each other finish their thought process without barking back. You know, you don't necessarily always have to clap back at somebody, right? You don't need to. You know, if he hurts you with something he says, you don't need to hurt him more. You know, and I feel like that's why little things become big things. And girl, I'm speaking directly from my heart because it's me and ever. Anytime we argue, it's always over the stupidest, littlest thing. And chances are I'm in a bad mood or not feeling well or he had a bad day at work. And it's like he takes something personal. And we work through it like we're getting better all these years into it because I realize just like she's saying, it's always the littlest, stupidest things. And it's. If it's so little, it should be easy to work through by communicating, you know? Can I say also there's something – I know people don't usually like to do it, but there's also something so empowering in just being like, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I'm sorry I'm giving you an attitude. I'm just cranky today. Oh, absolutely. Like then they're like – and it's like it's not you. I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. Or you know what? I don't really like when you said this that way, but like it's not that big of a deal and I'll get over it. I'm just kind of annoyed about it right now. You know, Aaliyah always jokes with me because I always say I own my shit because that's it too. You have to take responsibility. Yeah. And um, tell it's them okay. what's bothering yeah. you. Don't give them silent treatment. Yeah. Don't just like shove shit under the rug, pretend nothing happened, just roll your eyes at them, give them an attitude, don't talk to them. And then they're like, what the fuck? Like, communication seriously is such key. And there's like, it just helps your relationship so much to just be like, yeah, honestly, I don't like the way that you said that. So, like, let's chat about it, you know? And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this hostile, like, yelling at each other thing. And um, I also would highly recommend, I just don't believe in this, um, threatening the relationship. I don't think it's healthy at all. I think it sets, like, a very unsettling feeling for both of you and the lack of, like, commitment and, like... um You know, you want to feel like, oh, this is my partner, you know, like ride or die. And like, even if you're feeling it in your head, like, fuck, I wish I just I just want to walk away right now. Don't say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think it's not a nice thing. I don't think it adds any like. Obviously, it doesn't help the relationship at all. And I just think it adds this like negative connotation to the relationship, because as much as you could be like, oh, yeah, we're just saying shit in the moment, like 
that stuff kind of sticks with you and be like, he threatened to walk away or I threatened to end this relationship. Like, that's a pretty big thing and a pretty, like, shitty feeling on whoever else is on the receiving end. Mm -hmm. And, like, to me, like, I don't know. I don't like threatening the relationship. I think bottom line, like, start there, in my opinion, is, like, instead of, like, fight or flight <laughs> you know like don't immediately be like all right we i'll end you know what i mean like i'll walk away mm -hmm. like try to not say things like that because i think that that just adds like so much like i don't know it's just like sad it's like an insecurity and you're really yeah. like you're not secure in you feel like he'll walk away at any moment oh shit if things get bad what you'll walk away mm -hmm. or vice versa like shit if things get too bad she's gonna leave right that's not a secure feeling yeah you need to add security in a relationship absolutely so I would start there. And trust. Be truthful. Because sometimes, you know, like, hey, if you ask, you know, hey, do I look okay in this dress? And you don't. You would expect that your partner would be able to tell you the truth in in a way. You yeah. know, like, you obviously have to tiptoe around things. How you say it, yeah. But I don't want somebody, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who just yeses me and pleases me to death because yeah. he thinks that's what I want to hear. Yeah. There's times where people need to hear the hard truths, right? Mm -hmm. And doing, doing it in a gentle way, but it's like, I feel like a lot of the times when everything is so great that when it doesn't go so great, we're just like, like you said, sweeping it under the rug or something else because it's like rainbows and sunshines sunshine like six days out of the week so that one day it's like eh, we'll just and it's like no talk about it this hurt me the way you did this or i didn't yeah. like the way you do that or whatever it is be truthful mm -hmm. this way you don't have the same argument again and again and again and again so whether it's yeah. he didn't scoop the cat litter the way you liked or but express what it is like you're in a relationship you're planning on getting married you you should be able to express yourself truthfully yeah. on the things that are making you guys have conflict yeah you know also having a conversation about how you both like to communicate mm. like your ways of communication because maybe like zane and i worked through this in our relationship and now we've you know we've had to talk about it because i like to take a step away when things are getting heated and think and settle instead of saying things we don't mean or it gets when it starts with a small thing and then it gets to a point where it's like, this is like way out of proportion now, let's take a breath. Versus Zane is like, no, let's sit and chat it out. Mm -hmm. So that was a conversation that we needed to have. And now we've come to like a, a middle ground, you know, on certain things like that. Like, hey, when we get to the point where it's getting out of hand and like heated, I'm not even listening to you because I'm so like annoyed with where this conversation is going and it's not going to be productive. And like, just give me a few because... Let's be honest, when you fight about something small, nine times out of 10, you take a step away for a few hours. You're like, huh, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Right. So um, talk about your communication styles. And fuck, I was going somewhere else with that. Now I forgot. Um, oh, this might be a hot take. I'm a firm believer in it's okay to go to bed angry. <gasps> I'm sorry. I am. <sighs> I am. Because I'm the type of person that likes to take time to think and I don't think that you should force a result when you're at that point where it's unproductive and getting worse and worse and worse. I like to sleep it off and then we chat in the morning. I don't think it has to be, oh, don't go to bed angry. It's like sometimes you need to go to bed angry and give yourself time to chill and become more level-headed and have that conversation the next day. 
And it's not for everybody. Some people are like, don't go to bed angry. That's fine. That works for them. But for us, sometimes when you try to force a result, it just gets worse. And I'm, I just like to take time to think, reflect, because like I said, when you think on shit, your perspective changes. And um, yeah, that's my hot take. But. See, now I agree with that, except <laughs> for the going to sleep angry thing. Like, You've never gone to bed angry? No, I do. Okay. And I hate it. Do you resolve it in the morning? Listen, Ever and I had it out not too long ago, and it was like two or three days I did not speak to him. Not one word. Oh, see, I don't do that. And I can't do that. It has to be resolved the next day. It should have been resolved right away. Yeah. Why are we going to sleep on it if there's issues that, like, see, that's, yeah. Because it got to a point where, yeah, no. See, I, I agree with walking away for a bit, mm-hmm. gather your thoughts, calm mm-hmm. down, take a walk, do whatever. But to be able to go to sleep angry, mm-hmm. oh, that's not, it doesn't, I, I don't sleep, I toss and turn, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm well, not enjoying the moment. It obviously also depends on how big of the issue is. It wasn't even a big issue. See, oh, okay. that's what I'm saying, but it's, to me also, I mean, I'm a lot more sensitive than a lot of people, so I think that's part of the reason. I also want to go to bed. Like going to bed is to me, it's my peace. I mm. want my peace. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I want to feel secure. I want to be able to. And when I'm laying in bed and I know things aren't settled between us mm. and I have a lump in my throat or I have heaviness on my chest, it's, yeah. I, I just can't do it. I mean, I'm forced to do it. Right. Because, Sometimes it has to happen. But. It's not something that I would choose to do. Are it's you? Not let me ask you this: Are you a person like me that likes to take time away from the conversation, or are you like Zane? Let's sit and finish it out right now. I. Okay, so ideally, we're having an issue. Let's talk it out right now. Right. Like that's my go-to. Yeah. But I do understand there's times where we need to just walk away for a few minutes. Yeah. Let's few minutes, few hours, whatever, but I also um yeah, I kinda need it resolved. It right. just weigh, it lays too heavy on me. Okay. And I think the older I get, the more I realize that I mean, not that I've never thought that life wasn't precious precious, but I think the older I'm getting, you know, you have mm-hmm. health ailments, you have you know, just all these things that start crossing your mind. So even more importantly, I'm like, no, 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 let's not go to bed because yeah. God forbid you don't wake up in the morning. That's oh not my the God. last <laughs> it's not the last conversation you wanna have, okay? Yeah. Um but I'm one that definitely I, by choice, would love to resolve it before going to bed. Obviously a Same. couple of ga- days ago that didn't happen and I was extremely hurt. Mm-hmm. And for those two nights that it continued, there was just nothing. And it bothered me more so because he can hit the hay and then five minutes later he's snoring. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me even more. Mm-hmm. It aggravates me because it's like, how are you sleeping so comfortably yeah. that you can go into this deep ass fucking snore, this mm-hmm. deep sleep? And I'm over here crying, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm over here not feeling content. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's why I definitely like to try to get it out and yeah. done with right That's away. That's definitely best case scenario, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely not comfortable. Yeah, oh God, I can't. I, I can't. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah. I mean, Zane and I don't get into like big fights like that very often. But like if we're agitated at each other, we're bickering back and forth. And I'm just like, we need to have this conversation tomorrow. Then we'll just go to bed. And, and like, we have to finish it in the morning, though. Like, I'll never let it go more than that. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> I get fucking tired at night. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm not like there right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like having the right thoughts. I can't properly communicate with you and i want to have this properly you know like a better Mm -hmm. conversation so like let's revisit in the morning when i'm like way more like there and like listening and attentive and like sane you know and like thought about my thoughts and like slept on it right Um, see and i think ours could have been resolved but it's like i take a lead of school when i'm taking a lead of school he's leaving to go to work he comes mm -hmm. home from work i'm out with Aaliyah. like there was no time to have yeah this, you know, when you have a kids and it's it just makes it difficult, you yeah, know. You I have mean, to like carve out the time, right? Like okay, and I felt like, yeah, that was why it lingered because it took us a couple of days to be able to have alone time to be able to. I mean, we could have gotten in a car, went on a drive, and had a conversation, yeah. but um, we also, I don't. I mean, listen, Aliyah's fucking seventeen years old. She knows. You know, it's not like I try to, I always try to avoid doing it in front of 100%. kids. Yeah. And I didn't want to be like, Aaliyah, ever and I got to go on our own because we got to go talk it out. Kind of. I didn't want to make it so obvious that there was something wrong, but she's 17 and I'm sure she sensed that there was something wrong. Um, but whatever my point was, I don't know. That's why it lingered. It lingered because mm-hmm. it was hard to carve out the time to have the conversation. Right. That's so why. next time, if that happens, make it a priority to, like you said, just hop in the car and go for a drive and chat it out. Go park by the water or something and just have it out. You yeah. know, make priority so you don't go three days. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's I mean, hard. He's got a work schedule. And I had a daughter who, whatever we were doing that night. that. But yes, I agree. I mean, that's why it went on that long. But if... Obviously, if we could have made it happen sooner, we would have. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, another tangent we went on, huh? <laughs> yes, let's get into all these emails. <laughs> oh, oh, so I hope whatever advice that we gave to I you. Know, what did we even, did we help? I hope so. Okay. I mean, the thing is, the biggest thing I think you and I both agreed on was communication is absolutely key. And you with the do not threaten a relationship, which I also agree on, I am guilty of. I'm not guilty of threatening to leave a relationship. I'm guilty of, we got to be realistic. If this isn't going to work, then we need to talk about the dissolve of relationship sort of thing. You know, not like, if you do this, I'm leaving, you know? But, um... Yeah, I think communicate. Communicate. I think if you can put off the wedding, if you're feeling this way, I think you should. Because even if you start going to therapy, even if you start working on this relationship, I mean, maybe 10 minutes, 10 months is a long way. Maybe then if it's not resolved, then you could put it off. Yeah, but I kind of agree with you because that adds like a whole nother pressure on trying to fix everything. Right. Like shit, we have to, it's like, then you're just forcing it in the timeline just because you have their, your wedding coming yeah. up. You're like, wait, let's put this, glue this plate together. Ho- hopefully it works in 10 months. Right, yeah. You're right, yeah. I mean, also putting off a wedding is not the easiest thing. I'm sure you've got lots and lots of things to cancel and reschedule and money lost. But I think that it would be worth it. Yeah, maybe. You got, you got to... 
got to see the little things you're arguing about, see if it's something, you know, and the little things you're arguing about, as long as it's not the big things, you know, like you're saying it's a little thing, but is it like a little side comment of something that you're morally so different upon, you know, with mm. like, as long as it's little things, but if it's bigger things, like that's a whole other thing, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I wish you the best of luck. And your cats are really, really cute. So cute. I'm sorry. It'll all work out in the end. Hopefully we helped. Okay. A little more lighthearted, I guess. I kind of hooked up with my roommate. I need advice. Oh. Hi, ladies. Of course, I want to start out by saying I love you both dearly and always look forward to listening to y'all on my way to work. This one's pretty long, so listen, I want to read it. Okay, let's get into my situation. I'm twenty. I'm a 21-year-old college student who's currently doing a full-time internship in San Francisco. Usually, during the school year, I live with the same roommates I've had since my freshman year of college. We're all very close to each other, and I have developed very close friendships. All of my roommates identify as queer, so I've always been a bit of a black sheep since I've identified as a straight woman for most of my life. Over the past few years, I have realized that I'm actually bisexual and was only suppressing the truth due to my own fear. I'm very thankful that my roommates and friends have put have never put pressure on me to label myself and that they love me no matter how I identify. Okay, now let's get to the drama. I have always found one of my roommates, let's call them Sam, very hot, they are bisexual, and non-binary. We, we were pretty close the first year of college, but became extremely close while living together during the pandemic. Sam is very quiet and mysterious, which is something I find attractive since I'm incapable of keeping my emotions and opinions to myself. Last year, we began snuggling while watching movies or shows with our friends. We would often stay behind the others and went to bed to continue snuggling. I thought maybe this was just because Sam was lonely and needed physical touch, so I just enjoyed the snuggle time. We would even snuggle in their bed if we were hanging out in Sam's room. I really feel like Sam is the only person who understands who I am deep down. We're each other's best friends. During this time, I began having sex dreams about Sam and fantasizing about being with them. During this time, I was still figuring out my sexuality as well and was still a virgin. I was too scared to admit my feelings, even to myself. To make it more complicated, Sam is in a long-distance relationship with their partner from high school who lives across the country. Oh boy, this is getting messy. Mm. I really admire their relationship, and so I wouldn't do something to threaten their happiness. Sam and their partner decided to be in an open relationship, okay, over the past year or so, but Sam hasn't explored dating or hooking up with anyone else. This brings us to present day. As I mentioned before, I'm doing an internship in San Francisco, hello, San Francisco, which is over an hour away from my college, so over the past few months, I've been living apart from Sam and our other roommates. While I've been living a Away from them, I lost my virginity and went on a few dates. Nothing too serious, though. I have begun to come to terms with my sexuality and have hinted about it to my close friends. Last weekend, Sam, along with our other roommates, came to celebrate my 21st birthday. We went out to a gay club to celebrate and had a really wonderful time. While our other friends were in the bathroom, Sam and I finally kissed on the dance floor. It was really magical for me, and I couldn't believe it was happening. When we got to my apartment, our other friend went to sleep in the living room while Sam came to sleep in my bedroom. Once we were in bed, Sam asked if they could kiss me again, and we began making out. You guys, let me tell you, I've never kissed anyone like this. It felt so intimate and special, so natural. Things got pretty steamy, even though we were fully clothed. I almost had an orgasm. It was like a fantasy coming to life. 
Sam admitted that they had a crush on me for the past year and would even tell their friend that it was hard to be around me sometimes since they thought I was so attractive. This whole time, they were flirting with me, but didn't think I liked, but I didn't think I liked, oh, they didn't think I liked them back. We went to bed and didn't really talk about it in the morning, even though I left hickeys all over their neck. So this is where I need your advice. Sam is coming back to visit me for a few days, for a few days to see a concert. I can tell that we both want to take things a step further and have sex with each other, but I'm so conflicted. Sam is still in an open relationship with our longtime partner, but I'm not sure if I'm okay with being in a relationship like that. I totally respect people people who are polyamorous, but I'm an emotional person. I don't know if I can handle it. Other options other options include continuing our friendship and forgetting this ever happened, which I don't think is even possible, or continuing our friendship with added intimacy. I am also worried that this could create issues in the future if I wanted to date someone else, since I would have to explain that I was involved with my roommate slash best friend. I would really appreciate your opinions on this. I did not expect this to happen, and I never really have been in such a complicated situation. I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? I do. My gut is... This Okay, this is my gut. My gut is cherish that memory that you had of that kiss that was the most amazing thing ever. Keep it in your heart. Remember it always. Cherish it always. I don't think you should pursue it. A, because, like you said, the possibility of it getting ugly and uncomfortable and weird but be more so because you and your um, how emotional you are and you don't know if you could be in an open relationship knowing that this person is also with another person or has feelings for another person. I don't know if you're capable of that and I wouldn't want you to feel less than if you're in a relationship where somebody's attention is divided between you and somebody else. I don't think it's healthy for people who are emotionally like that, like a need, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't think that would be healthy for you. Just from what you wrote. Because at the end of the day, if they're in an open relationship, you can't, like, stop them from living that life. Like, that's their life. Because you chose to be in there, right? Right. Like, it's not like you guys were dating and then they decided, oh, yeah, I want to be in an open relationship and date somebody else. It's like you're entering... Wow. their lifestyle right um yeah i totally agree with you i think that it would get way too messy i also think that maybe this was just a fantasy in your head and you kind of, that's why it was so hot and steamy and also you're exploring your sexuality and i think that maybe you should go hook up with other people and see if you still get that like bubbly feeling of maybe just hooking up with the same gender kind of gave you that feeling then maybe it's not particularly that person this person Mm -hmm. yeah maybe it's just like going out of your comfort zone because you were so like beside yourself your whole life you finally found out that you were bisexual whatever you want to call yourself it doesn't matter but i think that just exploring those other connections um instead of just with the opposite gender i think that's what's giving you that like steamy Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. because you're finally like living your truth in a sense Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's necessarily just because it was your best friend so I say, um, I personally, I wouldn't want to be in an open relationship. So if you're already having those thoughts, then I don't think, I think that you should cut it like cold turkey because you don't want to 
progress your feelings for this person and then get hurt in the end and then you lose your best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, So me personally, I would cut it off and I would go explore with other people and other genders. And I think that's what's giving you that hot and steamy feeling. And I think that you should explore that. Go back to the gay club by yourself and like go explore. Have Mm -hmm. fun with it. I agree. We concur. Yeah, that's my answer. So I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear. But I think for your own sanity and like um, your own emotions, I think that this is something that you explored. You had fun. And I think that it's something that you should leave in the past. But I wish you the best. Good luck. Go explore. Have fun with it. Figure yourself out and keep your best friend while you're doing so. You know? Have your cake and eat it too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one is a follow-up, sort of. She emailed two years ago. Uh, She has a problem with her in-laws. Okay. Controlling and sort of like that. Annoying Mm in-laws. Okay. So now this one says, should I invite my in-laws to my baby shower? You guys really have us out here like making these big decisions. (laughs) It's a lot easier when it's someone else's life, right? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) It's like, no, that's it, no. It's easy. Yeah, Uh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I wrote back to, uh, I wrote, I wrote, ooh, I wrote to y'all. Hello, what are words? Back in 2020 about my in-laws. Since then, my boyfriend proposed to me in May of 2021, and we got married in April of 2022. We love that. She's like, I'm on it. Yeah, what, nine months later, 11 months later. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, um, and we celebrated our 10-year dating anniversary in June. Wow. Now we're expecting a baby girl in December. Two years have passed since my last email, yet it's the same shit, different day with these people. So many petty things have happened since my last email, but I'll only explain the things relevant to the situation. The night before our wedding, my then fiance's stepdad called to tell him that his sisters, three of my bridesmaids, won't be getting ready with me and the rest of my bridesmaids unless there is immediate family there to supervise. Okay, because you're like five-year-olds. <laughs> uh, my fiancé being the pushover, he said, no problem, and hung up. He then told me about the conversation, and I was livid. No, it's not okay. First of all, his family did absolutely nothing to help with our wedding. They even waited for the week before our wedding to get the bridesmaid dresses bridesmaid dresses, and wedding attire. Second, they were standoffish at our wedding rehearsal with a stank face all night not even interacting with my family, who they were all meeting for the first time, by the way. Oh, Lord. Third is they didn't even attend my bridal shower or RSVP, uh, no, until a few days prior to the shower. Fourth, they told my fiancé they felt like they were losing him because we were getting married. On the other hand, his dad and stepmom helped us with the wedding, attended all the events, bonded with my siblings and parents, and welcomed me into the family officially and now call me their daughter. They refuse. Uh, fifth, <laughs> they refused to pay for their daughters to have their hair and makeup done, even though they were the bridesmaids. So I decided to fork out the extra hundreds of dollars so I could make sure they felt included, since their parents parents obviously did not want them to participate. So when his stepdad said he won't be getting ready with me, uh, when they won't be getting with me ready with me, I was so mad. I did not pay hundreds of extra dollars for nothing. And now I'm not immediate family, yet 
I was their immediate family when I was talking to them about their doctor appointments, sports practices, and other things that they were that were convenient for their parents. Taking them, she was taking them. Oh, taking them to doctors, women, sports practices. Wow. Fast forward to Mother's Day, we announced to our families that we were pregnant. I haven't heard from his mom since then. Oh. No check-ins, updates, or anything. I don't even know. They, sorry, I don't even know if they know the gender of our baby. My baby shower's coming up in the beginning of October, and I'm getting the guest list ready. I don't want to invite his mom. I feel like she doesn't care enough to be a part of our family. Then I'm done trying. I even asked my dad what he thought. He is so level-headed and not emotional as I am, and he said, fuck that. They don't care, so you shouldn't care. I agree. I just feel so guilty for my husband. At least his dad and stepmom are extremely supportive and excited for our baby girl. What do you ladies think? Do I invite his mom's side of the family or just let things be? I refuse to have my baby girl feel anything less than absolutely loved and adored by family. I've attached um, a video of us announcing our pregnancy to our parents and a few wedding photos. Wow. Well, your wedding looked gorgeous, first of all. So I'm glad that you at least hopefully somewhat enjoyed it after all that. Um, his sisters are 11, 13, and 12, she said. And you made them your bridesmaid. Like, that is the most beautiful thing that you could do. That is so nice of you. Like, you're including his family. You're trying to make them feel all part of it. And it feels like they're just excluding you and are not accepting of you for I don't know why. Short and sweet, in my opinion, I wouldn't invite them because you haven't even talked to them since you got pregnant. No, no follow up on the congratulations. How you feeling? How's the baby? What gender? Like nothing. No, no, I wouldn't invite them. And. I'm curious to know if you asked his three sisters to be part or was it like an assumption thing? Like, Mm. were they just assumed to be part of your wedding? Mm. I think it's pretty shitty that you went above and beyond and then it was they're going to get ready separately and like no, no care of no concern or respect for how you would feel on your wedding day. Right. Just shows what kind of character they are. Right. You know, um. I definitely wouldn't invite them. I mean, you have your husband's dad. Uh, yeah, she said mom his and dad, his dad, stepmom helped with the wedding, attended all the events, right. bonded with my <clears throat> siblings and my parents, welcomed me family. into the family, and called me their daughter. Like mm-hmm. that's family. That's family. So you invite them. Yeah, you invite them. And yeah. um, wait, did she say they how her? Like, they like you when it's convenient. You helped them with shit. Took them to places. How does your husband feel about you not inviting them? Mm-hmm. I'm curious about that. I mean, too. she did say, "I just feel guilty for my husband." Does I mean he knows, right? He is he seeing so. that part? Yeah. Because I mean, when the dad called, I mean, sorry, when the mom called to say the girls aren't going to get ready because they need someone to supervise them. You know, like. She is a supervisor. Right. But then the husband was like, oh, okay. And hung up. Where she, right. So if this is a situation where your your husband is going to be sort of like, how come you're not inviting my mom? Oof. 
you know, I would hope that 10 years together, he's seen all of her negative, all of the negative things that have happened between the two of you, you know, yeah. so I'm sure he'd be mis, I, I, I'm, I would hope that he would be more understanding to the situation, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, personally, I would not, because why? Mm-hmm. I mean, they ruined your freaking, you said your uh, bridal shower, they sat there with a stank face on, like, that's making you feel uncomfortable about your thing. This is your baby shower. You should be able to enjoy the moments and not feel the stress of trying to appease people that aren't welcoming and warm and fuzzy with you. Their like, families were them. meeting for the first time and they didn't even interact with them. That's so sad. That's so sad. And like, I just don't get the supervised thing. <laughs> I Maybe because they're 11, 12, and 13. Like, that makes sense to me. They're but 11, it doesn't 12, be- and 13, and they're going to be around a bunch of makeup artists in a hotel, like, getting their makeup done with a bunch of older women. And that's why I asked, that's why I was curious to know if she invited them to be part of it, right. or if it was, like, an assumed thing, because yeah. that, it's a control thing for the mother, you know? Like, I want my daughters to be part of that wedding party. I want my daughters to, you know? And if they want a immediate family there to supervise. She could have got her ass over there. Just saying. But is the wife, if she, the, her read, writing this email, is she not immediate family? That's, you would, she, maybe. I mean, listen, she she is immediate family. Right. In the eyes of the right people, but not in her mother. In, in his mother. So then mother. send over an aunt. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, okay, like they can get their makeup done. I just want Aunt Susie to sit there with them. Why can't, why do you have to say it in that way? Like, oh, they're not going to be getting their makeup done. Like, why don't you find a solution? Like, okay, yeah, totally. Like, I'm just going to have, like, Aunt Susie over there in case they need something. I don't want them to be a bother to you. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. But even them getting their bridesmaid dresses days before the wedding. That's fucked up. It's, it's, in my eyes, I look at it as the mother controlling the situation. She, you know, she mentioned that she's losing her son to the marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, she's trying to control the, she's trying to control the situation the best that she can. So by not responding, by not RSVPing, by showing up with a stank face, by keeping the girls getting ready separately, by doing all these things, she thinks she's in control of the right. situation. You and know? she wants to like stress you out. Right. So like, she Like or make you feel not important. In her mind, she's winning. <gasps> Gross. You know? Like why else would she do those things? Ew. Uh, you know? It's so true. Yeah. So she's just that kind of person. But yeah. I really hope that your husband is on the same page with you, and same. I would say do not invite her. Yeah. You know? Let her throw you a party if she thinks it's so important for you. You know, if she's so important to be part of it, she can throw you her, your own. Have a have a separate little baby shower for her. Let her throw you a baby shower. Yeah. She's not even interested. She has not even reached out since May. May, June, July, August. It's four months. She has, September, sorry. Um, she has not reached out in four or five months to even say, hey, how are you feeling? How's the baby? You know, do you need anything? Can I help you with anything? No, uh, nothing? Yeah. I think your dad's right, too. Fuck that. They don't care, so you shouldn't care. Exactly. Ciao. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Fuck them. Ugh. Sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. That's I always feel stress. so bad for people that are in relationships where the in-laws are just assholes. Yep. I'm just just, just like, why do you have to cause such an, a headache? Like, my God. Fake a damn smile. Does Attention nobody ha- know how to fake a smile these days? 
got to be all about her, Alyssa. There's yeah. certain people that just need it to be all about them in every situation, whether it be good or bad. Right. I mean, I had that in my life where, you know, if Zane had a fever, her child had a higher fever. If oh. Zane excelled in school, her child excelled I more. people like that. It yeah. was like every single thing they had to try to one-up me. And it was yeah. like, okay, you win. Is that is that it? Yeah. You know, you can't just be happy for me about my situation. Right. You got to one-up it. Right. No. Yeah. And that's what it seems like. Mom is. Yeah. Mom's and trying to own. Like you did. You. It seems like you're great. I mean, obviously, you're writing from your perspective, but like, it seems like you've helped the family. You're trying to get everyone to connect. It's like, what? I hate these people that are so. Like, what is so wrong? You know what I mean? Like, what did she do to you? Innocent until proven guilty. Like, come on. Sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. All right. We'll do one more. Okay. Marriage advice. We're on a theme here unintentionally. Hi, Alyssa and Jerry. I've been listening to your podcast since day one, and I've heard so much from other people all over the world and I l- and the advice that you give, so I'm hoping that you can give me some advice from an outsider's point of view. I've been married to my husband for five years now. We're 25 and 26 years old. We have two kids together, an eight-month-old baby, and a three-year-old, and a three, almost four-year-old girl. So I grew up in a toxic Hispanic home where even a baptism or a children's birthday party was an excuse to get drunk. Every single weekend. Mm. I told myself when I grew up and had kids that I wouldn't expose them to toxic, abusive, drunk behavior like I did. But that was a story for another time. My husband drinks, and I knew that he did even before we started dating. But he has always said that he's a social drinker and doesn't get drunk. This is where the issue comes in. In these recent three years, he started to become a heavier drinker at social events and has gotten drunk before. I usually have let it go before because he was a funny drunk. But as of recently this past year, he's become very aggressive. I've become very anxious to even talk to him because I don't want to upset him. He has never hit me or the kids, sober or drunk, but there was one night where he had his four boys over and he got really drunk. I, as usual, don't drink because one, I don't like the taste, it's not for me, and two, I have two little kids to watch and care for. But this night, he had become very angry at me. My baby boy was in his crib asleep in our bedroom and my daughter was downstairs in our living room watching her iPad before bed when I heard him start yelling in the bathroom upstairs and things being thrown around. I walk up the stairs because I had originally thought that he or my baby had fallen or something. And the minute I got upstairs, he starts, he gets in my face and starts yelling at me, saying that I never do what I'm told and that I'm so annoying and that I always do whatever I want. And he proceeds to grab my phone out of my hand and throw it across the room. My daughter hears what's happening and comes upstairs and stands next to me. My husband grabs a toy that was sitting on our sink and throws it in our direction. Luckily, it missed us and the toy falls down the stairs. I tell my daughter to go back downstairs and watch her iPad while I try to get my husband to my daughter's room and he falls asleep. The next morning he wakes up and doesn't remember a thing. I tell him everything that happened and he is immediately so apologetic and in shock and asks for forgiveness for me and my daughter. He said he's never going to do it again and he will only drink from very little from now on. He says that it could have been due to stress and financial issues because we recently had bought a new bigger car to fit the fam. I believed him and he hasn't done that again. Till last night. Oh. We are friends with the neighbors across the street, and they also drink as four brothers. And they also drink as four brothers around our age live there with their parents, wives, and kids. My husband had gone over to the neighbors with my daughter so she can play with her friend and my husband to catch up with them. I stayed home with my baby boy while I was cooking dinner. It was around 8.30 p.m. when I called my husband to bring my daughter back home to eat, and he tells me okay. Ten minutes pass, I call him and tell him again, and he says, sorry, I was talking with the boys, I'll be there in a minute. 
Another 10 minutes pass, and I go outside to get my daughter, and I notice that he's drinking. I tell him it's time to eat, and he looks at me and says, I don't want to eat. It's always the same shit. And he laughs it off in front of his boys. At this point, I'm so embarrassed, and I take my two kids inside to eat. My husband is still outside, and at this point, it's only almost 11 p.m. My husband's parents live about five minutes from us, so I call them, and I ask if they can come over and help with the kids because their son is drunk. They come over and take the kids while I go outside and calmly ask my husband to come inside to eat. I learned from experience that you never argue, yell, or fight with someone who's drunk because they don't know what they're doing, and I talk to him like he's a child whenever he's drunk because it's the only way I can get him to do anything. My husband's parents take the kids into the guest house while I try to just have my husband go to sleep for the night because I know he's going to wake up with a hangover the next morning. Instead, he goes into the kitchen and says he's hungry. I make him a plate and throws it at me. Glass shatters everywhere. He grabs a pot of food, throws it across the room, spilling everything everywhere. My husband's dad comes downstairs and takes him away before he does anything else. My husband's mom tells me to pack everything for the kids and for myself because she's taking me to their place for the night because she does not want me or the kids around him like that. I agree, and I pack everything quickly, and we get into his mom's car and leave. Today he wakes up and calls me to ask where I am. I tell him I'm at his mom's, and he comes right over. He asks why I left. I told him everything, and again, he's apologetic, but I tell him that I can't do this anymore, and he breaks down and apologizes to me and the kids over and over. This is where I need advice. After having two kids, I have become very stressed out. I went through postpartum depression, and I have high levels of anxiety. I don't know what to do. I love him, but I have been through this before with my ex, before I had kids, and I don't want to go through it again, but I don't know if I should just leave this marriage. I know my self-worth, and I don't deserve this. I make a good living as an accountant, so money isn't an issue, as I am the head of the household. What do you guys think that I should do? Do I give him another chance and have him see a therapist, or do I just leave with my kids? Thank you, girls, in advance. I am so sorry for you. So sorry. I'm so sorry that your daughter witnessed it. Oof. That, to me, has always been my number one. Once kids witness things, I'm out. I'm sorry. They don't. However, he's always been a light social drinker. You know, maybe he's more stressed out. He's become a little more of a partier when he's sober if he's everything you want him to be and more i would sort of give him an ultimatum no more alcohol no more alcohol like at all you want this family you go to aa meetings you sober up like at all that's yeah no more light drinking nope none that's it because i think once you become this deep into it that he doesn't even remember his actions from no, the night before no, 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 no. you can't you can't have just one drink yeah uh, no so in my opinion it's ultimatum time he needs as long as every other time he's great and wonderful. Right. You know, if he's great and wonderful and has a drinking problem and is abusive verbally or however throwing shit, breaking glass. <clears throat> he needs help. Yeah. I mean, he needs help regardless. Yeah. But I would definitely have an ultimatum laid in place. Like, mm -hmm. you're not drinking anymore. Yep. You're going to go to AA meetings. You have to go get counseling and better yourself yep. for the kids, mm -hmm. for me, for this marriage, for yourself. And that's yeah. it. And you don't want this leading to something more than every weekend he gets drunk with his boys. Because this can lead to a really bad addiction. Can we also clap it up for the mother and father-in-law? 
Yes, we love that for them. You're coming home. I'm not leaving you. You're coming with me. Take. They're not making excuses. They're not like not my child. Yes, I'm. You're very blessed in that department. And have mom and dad sit down with you, the three of you, like an intervention. Hey, honey, we love you, but you have a problem. You're risking it all, and we don't see, we don't like. It's not healthy. Yep. The path you're going down. Yep. I think that's point blank. Mm -hmm. That's what needs to happen. And if he's not willing to, then it's sayonara. Then it's time to go. Right. Because we because don't of the health that. of the kids and, and yourself, and you, <laughs> yeah, sorry, and yourself. I, we, you know, we always have the kids first, but yeah, <laughs> we need a healthy because, mom to have healthy kids. I mean, like, if he's throwing shit when he's drunk and not remembering, I mean, he broke a dish, he threw it at you. Like, what if that if your kid was standing there and cut his foot open? Like, there's no turning back from that. I think one, yeah, there would have been no turning back for that. So thank God it hasn't happened yet. But I also think that ultimatums yeah the drinking has to stop mm-hmm. the the saying things to you in front of his boys and laughing that's high school behavior absolutely not we don't accept that yeah no 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 okay well i wish you all the best and i hope that you i hope that this goes well for you because ending a marriage with the father of your children is not an easy fight and i really hope that you don't have to go through that i also love that she's i'm independent yeah. I can take care of it. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Like, yeah. like that's a big thing. It's yeah. not like she's stuck. Because a lot of people him, that get into these situations mm. feel stuck. Mm. She doesn't feel stuck. Yeah. She wants to be with him. So he yeah, needs to make this change. Yes. Okay. Well, update us. If has, anything has changed or if you take our advice, let us know how it goes. Please yes. write in again. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This was a good advice episode. I feel like we got into a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's been a minute. Hope you guys, yeah. yeah, hope you guys learned something, enjoyed. If you don't agree with us, it's okay. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, if you want to support the podcast, there's a link down below. It's $2.99 a month. You don't have to listen to ads and you get our episodes early. So go check that out if you want to support us. Um, and if you could rate us five stars on Spotify, that means the world it takes literally less than a second. You just hit the little star button. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Okay, love you. Bye.